Hi, and thank you for listening to this episode. I wanted to tell you really quick, I really want to connect with you. Like, for real, I'm not joking. I really want to connect with my listeners. And so because of that, I have set up a Facebook group. And so if you would like to join that Facebook group, you can check out the show notes of this episode or my most recent episodes in season three, and the link will be in those show notes. Or you can search Facebook and search the Pursuing Purpose podcast and request to join the group. In that group, I plan to encourage, continue to encourage you in purpose. Every day we'll have a post of something that'll encourage you to uh, pursue purpose. If you're pursuing your purpose, we'll give you a spot on Saturdays to promote that thing that you're doing. If it is entrepreneurial or whatnot, um, in any case, I just want to create a community with you. So go on Facebook, sign up to join the Facebook group Pursuing Purpose Podcast. I can't wait to see you there. And now that you've listened to this little advertisement, you can skip over the first minute or so of the next episode that you hear this on. So you want to know how to best plan out your week so that you're maximizing your time and fully walking in your purpose. Today, I am sharing planning tips that I have used to make sure that I am productive with my purposeful goals. Stay tuned. What's up, you guys? My name is Rashida Jackson. Welcome back to the Pursuing Purpose podcast. In this podcast, I share my journey in the pursuit of purpose. I also will be sharing the journeys of other people and their pursuit of purpose as well. I'm already thinking about next season. This season will end in two weeks from now. So this episode and then two weeks from now, this season will end and we'll take about a six week break. And next season, I would really like to interview um, some successful people, people that I know that have been successful. There is a uh, influencer that I've been following her story for a while. She is a friend of mine. Eric and I know her from high school, but the journey that she has taken to being an influencer and walking in purpose is amazing. I'd love to in uh, I'd love to interview her next season and just understand things about her um journey in the pursuit of purpose as well. There are other people that I'm looking at to interview. And so these are things I would really like to do and uh I just encourage you guys, if you haven't already subscribed, I'm not going to leave you high and dry. I'm going to have, I'm going to try to dig out some archived episodes from the previous show and post those within the six week time. They just won't be a part of the regular season. There's also the possibility that they will go away after the break is over, but I want to keep you guys in the flow of getting episodes weekly. They just may not be in what it is that we're talking about specifically pursuing purpose. They'll be focused on focus or a book that I've read or something that will help you to achieve your your purpose, but not the topic of purpose specifically. Does that make sense? In any case, make sure that you're following us on Instagram so that you can stay in the loop when we go on break as well. And I can keep you encouraged while you are on the pursuit of purpose because that is my goal. I will let you know I'm batch recording these episodes right now as today is my anniversary 
and we are preparing to celebrate our anniversary and I am in the most ideal spot that I could record in right now. So if it sounds different or if you hear loud noises, I am next to a highway and the highway is not immediately close. It's about five miles away. No, I'm sorry, five half of a mile away, but I also live in a country kind of town. And so there's nothing between us and the sound of the highway, especially since we're on a higher floor. So you may hear cars passing by, you may hear the AC come on, you may hear just different things that are happening around me. I apologize for that, but progress is better than perfection for me right now. It really is, especially in progress for me right now is consistency. If I don't have consistency, baby, okay, which is why I'm recording this on my anniversary instead of preparing for our celebration because I am that committed to making sure that I am being consistent. Let's now get into the story of this episode. If I haven't told you guys already, this season we are talking about the six steps that we that I have taken to come out of a very challenging and difficult season of my life, which I think resonates with people because 2020 was a difficult season. And I am going into... Uh, step six of the six steps right now. Oh no! If I haven't told, if I haven't told you guys already, this season is about the six steps that I've taken in order to go from a very difficult season of my life, which I think is really, really re- relevant because 2020 was a really challenging time and season for a lot of people. Anyway, this these six steps helped me come out of a challenging time and then go into a very successful year and then also from there having more successes and walking in purpose. So if you are interested in that content and this is your first episode listening, I highly suggest that you go back and listen to the other episodes so that you can get an understanding of the all of the steps that I've done. This is one of the last steps that I've done in the proc process. And for the next two weeks, I'll be talking about things that hindered me and I found that are hindrances for other people as well. And so if you are um, interested in that, make sure you tune in next week, but also make sure that you send me anything that you may have um, that has hindered you problems that you have had, you can message me on Instagram and I will answer there. That'll be the easiest way for you to reach me as well as the easiest way for me to share how for you to reach me other than by email, which is also on my Instagram. So you can follow us at Pursuing Purpose Podcast on Instagram. Let's get into the story for today, which the story really continues from my previous story, I've been tell, telling piece by piece the story of how I came out of that challenging time. In the last episode, I had a major win, and my husband and I were able to raise, I think, close to $1,500 in order to go to a success conference. And it was everything we had dreamed of. And I was just so grateful for that opportunity to do that. My husband and I 
were just on cloud nine after that. And I wanted to keep the momentum going. And quick note, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, the process that I did in order to get the rest of the money for this um, success conference is actually what birthed the email series that I started, which birthed this podcast. And so just a um, fun fact for you. But in any case, I wanted to keep that momentum going and I wanted to maintain consistency. And I've always been one to review things and ensure efficiency. So here's how I made sure that I was being productive and efficient. And I also share some things that I'm doing now and some pros and cons. So I'll share basically three different ways. One thing that I made sure of that I had were quarterly goals that entire year. And I talked about that more on last episode. And so make sure you listen to that. But I had quarterly goals. From these quarterly goals, I was able to derive two-week goals like I talked about in last episode. And every two weeks in a planner, I would write out one to two, max three, two-week goals that I would have with tangible results And at the end of those two weeks, I would always review them to make sure that I was on track. I was being focused in what it was that I was doing and making progress. That's the biggest thing. I wanted to make sure that I was making progress. And so my very simple method that I used in 2017 and the first first method that I will share with you guys is that I basically just wrote out my goals for the quarter, wrote out my goals for the two weeks, and I made to-do lists from that. Every two weeks, I would go back over those goals and see what I accomplished, what I didn't, and just think about different ways that I could improve. That was basically it. I didn't have very much fancy things that I was doing at all. Fast forward to 2018, I still kept the same concept. I made goals for the year. I made goals for each quarter. And then I made goals every two weeks. And I started implementing systems from April April and Eric Perry, which you can find out more about their system from learndoingbecome.com. It was very efficient for me when I had time, which I'm getting into a con, so I don't want to talk about that right now. But the process that they shared on their podcast and their program, I did implement and I got good results from that as far as organization and all of that is concerned. Basically, what I uh, I followed their organizational structure, which you'll have to find out about that on their website because it is too lengthy for me to explain right now, but it's very efficient and very um, productive. It yields to productivity. It definitely does that. And their process also helped me to make to-do lists for certain times and areas of my life as well, which really, like I said, yielded to productivity and efficiency, which I appreciate it. However, I will say there were a lot of things going on in 2018. A big thing is, is I made goals for that year and I fully intended on achieving those goals. However, God had other plans for me and I became a teacher in 2018, quite supernaturally, which for me being a teacher was a huge dream for me, something that I've always wanted to do. And so 
I yielded to that dream and did it. And when I went into teaching, April and Eric's plan of action of organization did not fit well for me and I didn't carry it out. In addition to that, a con for that system is, is that it's very time consuming, at least for my the way my brain works. And um, once you get a flow in it, it is it's something that you want to keep up. And I did want to keep it up. I did notice how much time it was taking up for me, though. And then also, like I said, it wasn't transferable. It really worked for me in the setting I was in at the time, which I was a stay-at-home wife at the time and working part-time without any responsibilities that I had to bring home, nor major responsibilities that I had to do at work. And so it just worked better for that time and frame. But for me, moving into teaching, it wasn't as ideal. But like I said, I was very productive in that um, and very organized, extremely organized. It was so good. Okay, let's move on, move on to how I do things now. And so for two years as a teacher, honestly, I kept up organization as much as I could, but I stopped making goals and things like that for the next two years. And so I'm excited to join on this journey with you guys and do re-implement these things that I so very much believe in this year. And... So what I've implemented now that I'm not a teacher anymore and I'm working as a social media manager, I found that bullet journaling worked best for me. Also, let me say this, with the second step, if you, or the second option that I gave, if you want to see how that worked there is a video that I will link to or upload on my YouTube page that shows you exactly how I planned out my week each week. So you have that. But going forward, I found that coming off of teaching, what really helped me was bullet journaling. And so, and honestly, it would have helped me in 2008 or 2007, no, 2018 or 2017, because my mindset at the time, honestly, going into the stores to find planners was I want to find something that matches my mind and my process that I'm using already. And I always had to adjust the planners to fit my lifestyle. And sometimes it worked really well. Sometimes it didn't. Sometimes you got by, uh, um, planners that really fit. You know what? I did have a planner in 2017. A friend gave me that planner as a gift and I totally forgot about that. But in any case, um, I always had to adjust the planner so that I could make it match the way that I think and I flowed. And I just appreciate that bullet journaling. I don't have to do that. Thank you, God. <laughs> I'm so grateful for that. I can, if if things stop altogether, my bullet journal stops and that's okay. Or I can adjust it. I just white out October skincare routine, routine and put January 2021 in there because I didn't fill out the skin skincare routine habit tracker. You understand what I mean? And so... 
I kept a really simple approach when it came to bullet journaling. I'm, I'm not one of those cute artists that can draw and do all. No, I can't do all of that. And so I didn't. <laughs> um, I just, I, I had pretty pens and I liked keeping my pens pretty, but that was basically it. That's all I did. And so with that being said, Bullet journaling is how I operate now. I also keep a small journal, which reminds me of a mini bullet journal. And I keep the top three things that I need to do for that day. In that mini journal, I started doing this before this influencer um, shared her product of it. But I got this method from Erin On Demand. And I forgot if her last name is this, her last name is Winters now or not, but I got from Erin on demand, and I started implementing it. And a few months later, she came out with a product. Now, for me, like I said, that that's kind of like buying a planner again and trying to fit it into what I'm doing. Though I have not seen the whole um, notebook that she has for that, it may actually fit the things that I'm doing right now. So I highly suggest that you guys check it out. Um, I think you can just go on her website, erinondemand.com, or her YouTube page, search Erin On Demand on Instagram. It's the same. I just I just didn't want to take that risk. And I knew for me, I work better if I keep the same process that I've been doing and don't have a whole lot of change. I'm open to change, but it would just be too much for me. So that was an investment that I decided to make. But there's some people who really need that. I'm just not one of those people. And I really enjoy bullet journaling a whole lot. So I keep it in a mini bullet journal, actually a field notes journal that I got on Amazon. And I write out what I need to do every day, the top three things that I need to focus on. And that's pretty much how I operate. I will adjust this this year and keep my two-week goals in probably in the field notes journal if I can fit it in there because that is going to be the thing that I'm going to interact with consistently and see it every day. And I'll keep it at the top or on a sticky note or something like that um, to bookmark the page, something that will allow me to keep looking at my two-week goals so I can keep the vision before me and go from there. Another thing I did in all of these methods is I broke these down into weekly goals. So I have my two-week goal that gives me a tangible result, but what do I need to do this week? I have to write that down. So what do I want done by the end of this week? What do I want done at the end of the next week? All of that. Then finally, for the weekly review, I kind of review that end in the video that is on Instagram, sorry, YouTube, that I said I will link in the show notes. In there, I review what worked the previous week and what didn't. 
I make adjustments. I add it to the next week. I carry those things on. In bullet journaling, you carry it on from day to day. So if I don't do the things that I said I was going to do the prior day before, I have to write it down the next day. And the guy who created the bullet journal process said that this is something that forces people not only to look at what's going on the prior day, but you're eventually going to get tired of wasting ink and time and paper writing that down. And it's going to push you to actually do the thing that you said that you were going to do. And so that has definitely helped me. And another thing that I've learned from 841 Eric Perry is um, if there's something that I can get done within two weeks, uh, two minutes, I'm sorry, two minutes time, go ahead and do it now. Why am I waiting to do that and putting it on the to-do list? Let me do it now if I can. There are some instances that I don't implement that because it will take me so far off of what I'm already focused on, even though it's a small task. And I know that sounds like an oxymoron and I'm saying going back on my word. There are, I will say 80% of the time I actually really implement that strategy and just go ahead and do it within two minutes. But there's sometimes where I have a deadline where a video is due or a podcast is due. For example, I'm recording this right now in my living room. I need to clean up and it would probably take me about two minutes to clear the island because it took me about two minutes to mess it up. I just put things on there and didn't put them back up. However, if I stop doing that right now, I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm interrupting a train of thought and a flow of thought. So it's in my mind to do. It's just I'm not going to stop and do it right now because it's more important to me to finish this task than to do that task. And in that case, I would either write it down, set a reminder in my phone, or just, you know, it being there honestly is enough reminder for me to get that done. And so it just all depends on you. The biggest thing that I would like you to take from this is that you have to understand how your mind works and go with a planning system that works with how your mind works. Another big takeaway I want you to take from this is that you want to make sure that you are reviewing what worked and what didn't work. Yes, it sucks to look at failures. It sucks, okay? However, regret sucks a lot more than imperfection. So I'd rather look at the imperfection than to regret the fact that I didn't do something or I put something off and I forgot about it or whatever. Let me look at what I what wasn't successful so that I can grow in that. And then the last thing is, is that I think this is the last thing. I want to make sure that I am not setting more than two or three two-week goals. For me personally, I probably can only operate at two-week two, uh, two goals or two-week sprint foci. I can only do that because it is too much and too overwhelming for me to do more than that. However, some people are different, but you don't want to overwhelm yourself either. So you're just focusing on one to two, maybe three things that you want a tam- tangible result of and focus on that for two weeks. I said that that was going to be the last thing. It wasn't. The last thing is, is to be flexible because you never know what greater things may come that align with your vision and your goals. 
or what tragedy may happen. For me, I mean, there's two obvious instances of that. One, for me in 2018, I had goals that I was pursuing. Honestly, none of them were working. And I understand why now, because I was supposed to be a teacher in that year. And I didn't really understand that at the time. But in taking that um, step in doing that, I was able to identify more of my purpose, which is I was put here to teach. I love sharing information. I love learning. I love um, teaching other people. I genuinely love that. I miss teaching. I don't miss the stress that comes with it. And I don't miss having to discipline children consistently for not listening to what it is that I'm saying. But the act of teaching, uh, teaching in a classroom, I miss that. Uh, but I wouldn't have ever been able to find out that I'm, you know, I'm called to teach, but not necessarily just in a classroom if I didn't take that opportunity to do it and then have the strength enough to leave and the wisdom because quitting jobs is not for everybody. Some people need to stay in a job. Okay. There's other examples that I can given that, but the wisdom that was necessary to come off of that and implement a new structure where I can actually do my purpose, but in a different format, which was the podcast. But God had to take me off of what I was focused on and show me something different so that I could see that. And I wouldn't have seen that. And I would have missed out on a life dream if I wasn't flexible. Another thing is, is the obvious thing that everybody has gone through, which is 2020. We got thrown for a curveball when the entire world went on quarantine in March of last year. There were some countries, yes, that were in quarantine before that, but the entire world literally shut down last year. You have to be flexible in those moments. You can't be like, well, I wanted to go to Italy this year. Fam, you're not going to Italy unless you got a boat. And even if you got that, how are you going to get back to the United States? They may not let you in. Italy might not let you in. That was the kind of life that we were living in 2020. Um, so in any case, um, please remember those points. Remember to... When you're making out your weekly goals, use something that works for you. You can watch the video to see what it is that worked for me. See if that process works for you. Get you a paper planner, whatever. Put your quarterly and two-week goals into a planner. Also, organize it around what it is that you're normally doing already. Make sure you work those things around because you can't just stop life and then do only your goals. That is not practical at all. Make sure you keep those goals present before you, like I talked about in my process. Find a planning system that works for you. I said that already. Stay flexible when you're choosing your two-week goals. Make sure that they always have a tangible outcome. Make sure that you're only choosing one to three two-week goals to focus on each week. And make sure that you're reviewing your goals after the two weeks is over to make sure that you are actually being successful. Okay, so join me in this conversation on Instagram. Tell me about how you plan your week and any challenges that you are, I'm sorry, any changes that you may make after hearing this. If everything goes well, I'll actually be still celebrating my 10-year wedding anniversary. So um, you can just DM me. That will be great. If I don't get back to you uh, immediately, it is because that I am 
celebrating and focusing on my marriage at the time, but I will be back the following week. So go ahead and DM me um, and I'll get back to you when I can. Let me know how this process is working for you. Send me questions because next week I'm going to be talking about some um, challenges that I've had. And I want to also share some of the challenges that you guys had and give some ideas of how you can overcome those things within the next week episode, next week's episode. I love you guys and I'll see you guys in the next episode.